and welcome to this very special edition of the Bullet Points podcast where we are going to be discussing the very best and very worst video games of this year of our Lord 2022. I am Ed Smith, usually a guest on this program but today host. If you find that too disconcerting and unusual I apologize but that is necessary because the usual host Reed McCarter has got a cold haven't you Reed got a little got a little cold I got a little got a little sniffle got a little sniffle there up your little Canadian nose (laughs) actually I was gonna cut you off while you were introducing this do you have a bit of a cold too you sound a bit no, I think I'm just putting on a slightly affected voice to sound oh. more presentally, to oh. sound more hostily. You were stuffing your nose with, what, what do they do? What do the blue bloods do? What do they stuff their schnozzes with? Video games. With video, with video yeah, games? Yeah, I'm, I'm pushing copies of Justin Roiland's High on Life into my nose in oh, order yeah. to affect a more prestigious accent. But that's by the by. I'm also joined by Yusuf Cole. Other bullet points, regular and co-editor. Yusef, how are you doing? Hello. I am good. I'm happy to be part of this tradition of talking about the best and worst. And uh, I am not sick, so I feel like I'm just going to be able to bring it that much harder. Mm. I'm firing in all cylinders. Good. I mean, I haven't Good. played a lot of video games, so I won't, that part won't be that uh, strong from my <laughs> from my position. But I'll be able to talk about a lot of bullshit. And well, I think so not having played a lot of video games might be a recurring theme on this episode, <laughs> uh, owing to the scarcity of games this year that are worth discussing. But we'll we'll, we'll see about that. In order to help us on our quest to suitably evaluate the year in gaming, we are bringing in some extra help. We're calling in some reinforcements in the form of regular end-of-year podcast guest, Ethan Gatch. Ethan, how are you doing? You're not ill, are you? I'm not. I'm, I'm feeling great. Actually, I, I felt slightly ill yesterday, and honestly, my first concern was that I might not be able to do the podcast, but it passed quickly, and I feel 100% mm. now. God, can you imagine having to, <laughs> having to drop out of the Bullet Points end-of-year podcast? It's, oh, it's, it's my Google Photos every it's like here remember remember the best times of your life and it's it's me sitting in front of a a laptop with the glow and eggnog and a tree behind me talk, talking yeah. shit on some games. You feel like that guy who sold Victoria's Secret for like five hundred thousand dollars and then you know uh, you can't you can't miss being part of this. It's the premiere podcast episode in the video gaming world of hey, the year. Who was that? I thought the Victoria's Secret guy was like some. Like Epstein level sex pest. I all I know is that he sold it for a, a, an extremely diminutive amount of money, considering oh. what it would one day be worth. And oh, then, the original. Yeah, but then, maybe. yeah, this is the you know I didn't want to finish the story because it ended with him ending his life because oh. he was so disheartened by the the missed opportunity. Was was the analogy I was making? And what you've done, Reed, for your own <laughs> for your own uh-huh. ignorance. Uh-huh. What you've done now is made me extrapolate on it to the point that it's brought down the tone of the show. <laughs> well, I was so just, well done. Listen, Not only have I... you infected us with your actual biological germs, 
you've also spread the contagion <laughs> of disenfranchisement. Listen, I just I have blanket policy here that I don't think we should ever indirectly infer that our guests are uh, are sort of globally renowned sex offenders. I think that's something that we should try to avoid. Inferring. I don't. I don't like rules on the bullet points podcast. Yeah, yeah this is a this is a First Amendment podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a free free speech zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a okay, my own rule. To so not, let me to say that you to not make rules against casting aspersions against guests. <laughs> so it's 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 less than five minutes in, and we've we've covered. <laughs> Um, uh, sex offenders and, and, and suicide so this is off to a very very festive start I congratulate the three of you what we do actually need to talk about then is the year in games now I've not I've not uh, participated in or despite, despite being one of the despite being one of the co-owners of the website listened to <laughs> these end of year podcasts for maybe two or three years so if there is a format I don't fuck? know what it is. Yeah, I, I've told you before, right? If we make an episode and it goes up exclusively for like Patreon uh, subscribers, I can't listen to it because I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah, pay for the have, Patreon. <laughs> but you have a login. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember what it is. This I, is a I, great uh, behind-the-scenes kind of look at how this, this outfit functions. I, I always why. thought it was more nefarious than that. I always thought there was some bad blood. You know, one Christmas, you know, things just didn't, didn't go down the right way, and Ed disappeared for a couple of years, and was like, "I'm not fucking going back on that thing." You yeah, know. like a like your uncle who you know said something a few years ago and hasn't been invited back to the house since. Was, I think it was more of a Far Cry related departure, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I it's funny because I was having this conversation with a friend earlier on, and he was telling me that his 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 girlfriend was playing video games in the background while we were on the phone, and she was playing the the Mario. Uh, and Rabbids crossover game, and it got me onto that Shigeru Miyamoto, Eve Guillermo E3 press conference. You know where they had the toy guns oh, yeah. and they were just like yeah. arsing around on the stage. Yeah. And I was, I was explaining to my friend that that was like one of the moments that kind of you know catalyzed the existential crisis that made <laughs> me. Um, and that, like that's that's genuine as well. Like oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that was a genuine what the fuck am I doing here moment. Um, and then that combined with with Far Cry Five. Um, yeah, it was like right. I've got I've, I've got to go and do something else. I became the Colonel Kurtz of <laughs> video games. It's just the the horror is too much. I've got to I've got to separate from the whole operation. Um, do we usually go month by month? Do we go like oh this came out in January, this came out in February? No. Why do I, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking why, listen to this, sh- why you... this shit. No. I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'm taking over as host now. This is absurd. <laughs> this is fucking. This is ramshackle rain. Ed, I even put in the Discord before. Remember, favorite, least favorite game of the year. Everyone. Has okay, one. well, I've got, I've got those. I've got those. But I, I thought, I, I don't know. I thought we were going to try and be a bit more kind of comprehensive. You've lost um, your Christmas bonus this year. Oh, oh it's, no! It's no. not. You're not getting the five dollars. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, please continue hosting, but let's not go month by month because then we won't get through. We'll be there forever. Thing. Okay, okay. Let's start with. Let's. St- should we start with worst or best? Should we start with good or bad? Let's take a vote, Ethan, as the guest. Do you want to start by talking about 
your favorite or least favorite game of the year? Well, I, I like to start by talking about the least favorite so we can end on a high note, but actually the high note ends up being just talking about how the, the best games weren't great either. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> a medium that's note. <laughs> a middling note. Yeah, it's what we call in the business par for the course. Mm. Uh, okay, so I'm happy, to, and, and since he's the, Ethan is the guest, I think he should have the prerogative here. Um, oh God, so let's don't. start with no, 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 that's. That, I, I think that that's that's the, the the guest's privilege. Is that we should we should start with the bad then? Let's start with the bad, Ethan. Um, looking back on the halcyon year of two thousand and twenty-two, if you had if you had to pick a bad game, Ethan, if we put a <laughs> if we put a gun to your head and you had to pick a game from two thousand and twenty-two that you didn't think was very good, what game would that be? Uh, all right, so. There were there were so many bad games this year, but I honestly I was one of the few people looking forward to Gotham Knights. <laughs> I okay. was like, okay, this is I'll I'll beat up a bunch of dudes and I'll collect the the sparkly crap that drops out of their body and I'll upgrade my gear and I'll get some some new cowls and capes and stuff and you know the Joker will do some stuff and the Penguin will smoke his cigar or whatever and it'll be fine. You were going. You were going all in. I, yeah, I was like, this will be perfect. It'll be right around Halloween. Yeah. I'm, I'm a <laughs> smooth brain you were doing gamer. What we call, you were doing what we call joining the Sea Org <laughs> when it came to Gotham Knights. I, I was primed. I was primed to, to give this game a pass and just be like, oh, it's, it's dumb and silly and whatever. And I can mindlessly turn on at night and just like run around a city um, just like a brawler. Uh, and I, I was just completely, I was like, I could, I was in disbelief the first night I was playing it. Like from minute from minute one, I like wanted to turn it off and just like go to bed. Like I, I sleep on the couch a lot. Like I, I I eventually get up to bed. I eventually will will go join my partner in bed. But I like to fall asleep on the couch because it's this sort of this possibility space of like maybe I'll get back up and do something. Maybe I'll get a snack later. Mm. Maybe maybe I'll make my way upstairs and then go into my office and play another game. Um, so I was just just sitting on the couch playing Gotham Knights, and within the first ten minutes, I was like, "God, I'm I'm just gonna just I won't even turn off the TV. I'm just gonna you know move, <laughs> just, move face. stand up and walk away. <laughs> just drop the controller on the floor and go." I I just can't believe that they've managed to take everything that was fun about one of the most like a game like the Arkham Trilogy, the games like the Arkham Trilogy that whose formula was so clear that. Uh, they easily mapped it onto Lord of the Rings with Shadow of Mordor, and another studio was just like, "Oh, yeah, sure, we'll do that, and you know, it'll be fine, and it won't be great, but whatever. It's a bunch of people will buy it, and they'll be like, this is, this is awesome.'" Um, and yeah, they just managed to sap all the fun out of one of the most popular comic book worlds, one of the most popular games of the last generation, um, and just like make every and and every aspect of the game be like tedious and unfun with the exception of like some of the emails that the the members of of uh the, you know the the, the so-called gotham knights send each other um are like oh that's that's kind of you know it's like it's got a, the occasional deus ex level of of character banter in a in a computer terminal but it's it it was oh god they i i wouldn't have released this i would have you know, warner brothers is throwing everything else in the bin they should have just they should have just taken this one back too 
it's you funny know, your your experience of sorry Reed, i don't need to cut no, no, no. this is this is this is a very brief anecdote that doesn't really build on any of ethan's points um <laughs> but uh, so i will pass it to you to actually you know administer a proper riposte but your experience with gotham knights reminds me of a, a friend of mine who <laughs> has anyone seen the james bond film die another day oh yeah Oh yeah, okay. So that comes out in 2002. My friend was, you know, 11 uh, roughly at the time and like super excited for Die Another Day to the point where he, he it's probably still on there somewhere. He created an IMDb thread uh, titled, <laughs> could, the, could This Be The Best James Bond Film Ever? Right? So from all the trailers and pre-release stuff, he couldn't wait for Die Another Day. And then he went to the cinema and he tells me, he went to the cinema and you have, you know, like the James Bond gun barrel sequence. You know, he walks onto the screen and then there's, you know, he turns and fires, yeah, the, the gun barrel sequence. And he says, as soon as he saw the CGI bullet <laughs> that comes out of the screen during the Dine of the Day gun barrel sequence, he realized that he was, he had been made a complete fool of. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can just picture you turning on Gotham Knights, five minutes transpire, and everything that you've been kind of building towards for the past several months crumbles around you. Um... Read. My apologies. Go ahead. No, I didn't. I mean, I didn't have any like trenchant insight here. I haven't played this. The one thing I'd say is that when you're trying to put out a Batman game, I think you want to make sure you have Batman in it. But that was the USP, wasn't it? It's like we're going to try and do a Batman game. Yeah, but you lost me. Batman. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like that's the the thing. It's like Batman. I I, th- I think what they knew they knew was they wanted. I mean, I because it's pure speculation. I'm sure Rocksteady was like, "You're not fucking touching Batman. We're not giving you Batman, so you can have some of these other characters and do that." I'm sure also there was a directive that they wanted to try and do some sort of multiplayer thing. It's not really a live service game, and so it's not necessarily fair to say that they wanted to do it and monetize it in that way. But they wanted to do a multiplayer game, and so I think there was also a very clear issue of. Well, if you have Batman and a bunch of other characters in a multiplayer game, everyone's just going to want to play Batman, and we don't want two Batman running around for, Gotham City. So we're just going to take him out of the right or four, um, four Batmans. And it, but so and I think for, so from a storytelling perspective, obviously it's it creates a much harder task. Um, Batman yeah. is very easy to just he, you know he, he doesn't say much and he is just has a very clear archetype and you can kind of do a bunch of other stuff around that and still have a compelling avatar to map onto which is much harder with a lot of these other characters but honestly i think the, the real weak point it's it, it is very easy to say like oh it's a batman game without batman and that's fucking dumb um but everything else around it is absolutely subpar and like just oh just not fun the the combat is extremely like i don't know how they broke the combat i again making it yeah, a multiplayer it like a game thing to screw up yeah there, it's not like, you you would look at it on a trailer and you think okay this is this looks like the same thing there's um enemies are telegraphing their attacks i'm going to counter i'm going to do this there's no actual counter system like in like the, the beauty of the arkham knight game is that or, or any of them is that it makes you feel like you're doing really cool shit when really you're just playing like the most basic level of a ddr game um by like punching, 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 oh, counter, and then it, he just does everything and it looks really cool. Uh, in this, it's a much more conventional game where you're you're dodging and it's like a, 
you know, it, it's Dark Souls isn't a good reference point, but it's like a dodge that doesn't take you specifically away from the enemy. You just dodge in a direction. So like you can get into the pitfall. Like you, you have to actually think very consciously about how you're dodging and whatnot, because otherwise you're just gonna like back into somebody off camera or into a you know a piece of the geometry you can't get off of and all that. Um, and then like countering is also very. It's just it's extremely. It's like they they added. They looked at Arkham Knight and they're like, "This this game needs more friction, is what it needs. It needs more more places for you to get frustrated and to like take control of your character and to be just like what it's it, the perfect sort of moment in a Gotham Knights game is whenever you're trying to like you're doing a cool combo in a game and you think, oh, I'm going to capture this five or ten seconds and upload it to social media and be like, look at this cool shit I just did in this game. But you do like one or two punches too many or too, too many swings or you cast a spell and the enemy's already dead and it's like, oh, that, that just looks like I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but that's like every moment in Arkham Knights where there's just everything feels calibrated to be as sort of sloppy as possible. Um, so that's so weird that they just like, but that all, all those design like those that that battle design is already solved. Uh, so what happened? Like what? <laughs> were they just, did they just have to recreate it? Like did they not have access to? I think again they worked backwards it? and they're like so they added loot to the game. So you got you you don't actually even you can loot pieces of like again it's like oh you you you'll get like a new gauntlet and the gauntlet has electrical elemental damage and so it'll it'll actually do like extra there's like Diablo-esque elements of, of calculating the DPS you're doing on enemies. Um, like there's that level of granularity. Uh, and so to work backwards from there, it's like, okay, well, so you, now we can't just have like this enemy dies in five hits. Now it's like this enemy dies in three hits. If you're wearing this glove that has 100 strength and also this extra elemental, it's just like <clears throat> stuff that might work in like an isometric game or something that's much more uh, sort of, um, much more uh, obvious, obvious not the right word, but uh, just removed from the actual sort of experience of a third-person action game. But in a third-person mm-hmm. action game, it just ends up feeling like dog shit. Um, in addition to like the story and everything, I've, I've read tons of, of terrible Batman comics because whatever, like that's, I'll just do it. It's, it's, it's fun. Um, and there, there's absolutely no, I mean, there was the one thing about this uh, it leaked before they, they the art book came out, like shipped to people a couple of days before the game actually released, and so it actually had like one of the big spoilers for the end of the game in the in the art book, and it's the most it's the dumbest spoiler you could imagine. Um, Wait, can we? <clears throat> I want I want to hear it. Can we just say? Well, so the game opens with Batman dying, and so that's the whole point is like, you know, yeah. all of his okay, surrogates well, take over, and then, then of course he the, the Lazarus pit brings him back to life, and he ends up Wait, dying. There's a, there's a thing called a Lazarus pit. Are you, are you serious, Reed? When when <laughs> do you hear about a Lazarus pit? Like in the beginning of the game? It's well, it's I don't know. It's just can. It's like it's like that's that's like a thing. I don't know. Yeah, come on. It's so like one of the Superman has, Superman has kryptonite. Is that a well. Batman, well Robin, known... and Joker, and the Lazarus Pit. Those are his basic. That's a, that's a well-known phenomenon. <laughs> is, that, is that a well-known phenomenon well, like, in Batman universe, in so the Batman universe? Yeah, it's like the cornerstone of Ra's al Ghul's like whole thing is that he keeps he's he's immortal because he found the Lazarus Pit and he keeps reviving reviving himself with it. So there's a fight with him in the very beginning, and to any Batman fan, it's like, oh, I guess I wonder what's going to happen there. 
Um, so they show this off at the very beginning. They remind you that a thing called the Lazarus Pit exists, and they're like, hey, Batman's dead. Well, right. It's it's not that on the nose, but it's just, it ends up being like, it's it's of all the directions they possibly could have taken it. I don't know. It was... <sighs> I mean, I've, I've watched like dead. five seasons of at Green the Arrow. Resurrection on... Hole. Yeah. No, <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Well, I was actually surprised when the reviews came out from the from the rest of the media. They were because we didn't get a review copy of the game. Surprise, surprise. Um, they were extremely, like, unusually harsh. I would have expect you know if it, usually if a big budget game sucks, it's like uh, six point five. Um, but they you know they were getting fives and fours and below, and you know it honestly could have been lower than that. But I think it was people were not ready for just how bad like for the all the marketing and everything else behind this to just like so boldly like release an extremely mid game was i don't know it was of all and especially with nothing else coming out in the fall it was <laughs> it's like yeah. if you if you if you're if the emperor has no clothes on like everyone's gonna see it because that that's the only thing to play and they're gonna be like what yeah it's God. uh well, that I, sounds I, miserable I, I, I did some some stuff around it before it came out, and I, I, I've not played it, so like you know, all of my comments on it come with you know, that that enormous caveat. Um, to me, it just seemed like um, you know uh, what you what you call nowadays the video game. It's just the video game. It's open world. It's customization. There's upgrading. It's a bit of freedom. Probably based on a you know relatively established intellectual property or franchise. It's the it's the video game. Um, that's what I saw when I looked at, at Gotham Knights. Yeah, but if Ethan's saying it's, it's not, not even that. that. Well, yeah, yeah. So, like, so for me, Jedi Fallen Order. Heights, that's like, right? that's yeah. Like Jedi Fallen Order is a good example of like, okay, we took, you know, these things, and, yeah. and we mashed them all together, and it's not amazing, but it's pretty good for what it is, um, give or take your mileage, blah blah blah. But no, like this is like, I would not. You know, if I were a quote-unquote gamer, I would demand my money back. I would go back. I would march back oh. to the GameStop and be like, "Sir, sir," um, like it, it is just like very. Uh, there's just there's no there there with it. Um, uh. To a degree that's not, and I think maybe that obviously you could say that with a lot of those types of games, a lot of Ubisoft games especially. But like, there's not. It does not even affect effectuate like the. It has not mastered even the disguise of trying to pretend that it is something not that is not that. But we should not talk about it anymore, honestly. <laughs> Gotham Knights slammed. Seven out of that, ten. That you know that Batman movie this year was okay though. It was, okay. it was too long. It was yeah. way too long. I like yeah. Colin Farrell doing the penguin. That was good. Oh, what are you showing me here? Oh, that's oh. that's the best part of the movie right there. Yeah, my, oh, I don't want to look at year that. Of Colin oh. Farrell. My, yeah. uh, I tried to put it on like, like when it came to streaming, and we got ten minutes in, and as soon as, I don't know if it was the, the, uh, Nirvana song or the Pearl <laughs> the Jam song. Cover is really goofy. But it, it just came on, and he's like doing a voiceover, and she's like, "Fucking turn this off. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this with you." <laughs> I, I, I really like the Nirvana bit. I, oh, <laughs> that's, I that's, my, that's my favorite part. That so one. Sorry, head head banging. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, just it's turns out it's, it's like, like this is uh, we're, we're doing serious Batman now. Okay? <laughs> this ain't your you, kids, you, you, Batman. This ain't your kids, Batman. This is Batman. <laughs> this is this is Dostoevsky's Batman. Okay, so just sit down, shut up. 
and learn something. <laughs> Bat- Bat- Batman's Batman's got an axe to grind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's spin the wheel and go over to Yusuf Cole for your worst game of the year. My worst game of the year. <clears throat> um, so I was, I had a couple of options that I was choosing from, and some of them there are games that are up there in terms of just not being, and similar to the Gotham Knights vein of just like being just not game like kind of a draft of a game. Like, mm. like Stray, for example, is like really high up there where I was just like, you know, I mean, but Stray gets a lot of points just for the aesthetic and for the first few moments were just great. But then I, I never finished it because it was inc- deeply boring to me. Um, mm. And the engagement of it was, I just, I did not understand why I was doing stuff for robots. Um, it was a cute you're, cat, you're though. A cat, you're a cat. <clears throat> so, so. So stray. <laughs> it sounds like Reed's just kind of like in and out of a coma. Oh, you're a, yeah, you're a cat. Yeah, you're a cat. All right, Ed's host again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so so stray didn't count. I ultimately I I'm going with a different tack of a game that's just like makes me feel bad, which is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Oh, um, there it is. It's just uh, I mean the whole new franchise is really fucked up but um i'll pick on this one uh we've talked about it you can listen to it on bullet points podcast about call of duty modern warfare 2 and uh but to sum it up it's basically i don't know it's like something sometimes you just play something and you're just like you're just like like it's not even like like kind of it's not even like seductive propaganda you're just playing this like cynical thing that's that has you like killing brown people and it doesn't even doesn't even believe in it it doesn't even believe in this message anymore you're killing brown people for nothing mm. <laughs> like that's like <laughs> the franchise now so I just, the heart's like, gone out of it the heart's gone out of it they're just not, they don't believe in what they're doing anymore um and there's something yeah it's just like and it also just overall it was i don't know it didn't have fun playing it there were a couple of okay missions but Overall, I would say of the games I've played to completion this year, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 should not have been made. That well, especially without they didn't even have Batman. Bad. Didn't didn't have Batman. I'm sure he was like on the, on the drawing board at some point. It was like you know a Batman skin for uh, for Warzone. <laughs> Probably actually. <laughs> Um, um, yeah. we, we don't we don't know that it doesn't have Batman in it because it we, could. we don't know the true identity of Ghost. Ghost true. is a, a Batman. It could be Batman. I feel like Ghost. You play this. Ghost even makes it worse because he's so creepy and weird, and it makes me feel weird to to look at him <laughs> because o- always a, with the balaclava, always with the balaclava. But, he, but he always puts on the black eye paint. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like an en- he, he's an enigma. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Yusuf, you wouldn't last in the U.S. military if you can't handle Ghost. <laughs> the kind of guy like Ghost, I'm not. I'm not cut out for this. If you can't sit across from a man <laughs> wearing a skull mask with mascara smeared all over his face, yeah, you're not. You're not going to make it. Um, sir, sir, I've run out of black. I've run out of black eyeshadow, sir. <laughs> it's General Shepard. He's stolen all of the black eye shadow. He's working with 
he's working with uh, the out the bad the Al Qudus. He's working uh, with Al Qatar. Permission, the... permission to go to Sephora. We're <laughs> <laughs> raiding Sephora at dawn. <laughs> I got eyes on two girls looking at their phones, sir. So. Oh. I've got my balaclava on back to front, ghost. Uh, soap. <laughs> soap. I put my balaclava on back to front. I can't see anything. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do this alone. <laughs> uh, Ethan, did you play this? I played the first few missions and like ten hours of the multiplayer. Um, I just wasn't. Did your due diligence? I was like, yeah. What's what's going on here? I mean, I read Ed's review. I thought it was very good. Um, thought it was awesome that polygon was like sure you know 600 words whatever <laughs> the comment section was like rebelling against the <laughs> why talk about the time to kill why did you talk about how many weapons are in the game um yeah that was, that was good no I, yeah i just it doesn't it doesn't i mean like even uh what black ops cold war um at least felt like there was like a texture to sort of like i don't know reflect something off of in terms of of having an opinion, but like, yeah, I don't know, this just feels like a redux of a redux. Like, obviously, the developers don't believe in it anymore. They still have to make it though, because what other what other you know franchise can you map on this whole like money making scheme onto? Because it yeah. it kind of fall, it falls apart if you stop if you start taking away and trying to under, undercut it. And I don't know. Yeah, it just and also just like. I don't know. I did, I've never liked this type of shooter campaign. It's just not interesting to me. And without like big moments, or, or it's just kind of like, I don't know. yeah, it just doesn't. I don't know. No big moments. You didn't you make it up about? to the the convoy chase guys. Yeah, convoy chase that sucks. <laughs> that part sucks. <laughs> that part does suck. That yeah, part that really shit. This game has, I think. Yeah, like, I think we said this or talked about it in the podcast on it, but, like, highest highs and lowest lows of mm. the last few years of, of Call of Duty campaigns. I do, th- I mean, I wish they would just go back to the advanced warfare direction. Oh, no, that was my least favorite really? direction. Yeah, the spacey mm. direction. The stuff, well, this, yeah, the space stuff was, yeah, I mean... I know, I liked of, it. I liked the, the aesthetic is whatever, but, like, the actual mission design I thought was better. <clears throat> I liked I liked Infinite Warfare. Yeah, maybe uh, that no one. one. Maybe that one. No one liked that one. I thought that one was really good. Um, so good, in fact, that I've only ever played it once. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a Quebec Quad copy of that one. What does that yeah, mean? It it's all. <laughs> I ordered it on Amazon or something when it came out, <laughs> and they shipped me with the the French the, the Quebec slipcase. <laughs> something so funny about that yeah you guys don't understand <laughs> it's it's like it feels so, like you bought a bootleg as as uh, an englishman since we you know when when it's like the topic of the topics of france and war appear uh-huh. you know within like 10 meters of each other uh-huh. i'm almost kind of like you know patriotically obligated to make some kind of joke about you know france's capitulation during right. the Second World War, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going right. to do it. No, that's okay. a that's a stupid joke. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Oh, that's a low hanging fruit. I am O. I am not going to grab. My grab. opinion, 
As someone with Scottish ancestry, it is my obligation to defend the French and to stand firm with them against the English at all. And they, they, they did also just knock us out of the World Cup last yeah. week as well. So I'm, you know, we're, we're licking our wounds at the moment. That was funny um, too. That was good. <sighs> Reed. Yeah. T- tell me a bad game from the past 12 months. I had two choices, but I'm going to go with the one that is stronger. Uh, S- stronger as in it's, it's more bad. It's worse. Yeah. It's uh, Immortality. That game <laughs> fucking blows. Um, this is the Sam Barlow. <laughs> Sam Barlow. This is the game that took me from uh, her story. None of his games in retrospect are good. Her, her, story, her, her story was terrible. Her story was really... The thing that, I, that was that was one of those ones where it's like, I have nothing in common with what people like anymore because this is yeah. This is what I'll say about her story is that I thought it was interesting like formally. I thought it was interesting to portray a narrative in this kind of like jigsaw puzzle like way, um, and the fact that it worked kind of impressed me in the same way that like. I don't know, the sense of control over pace that something like Gone Home has, where it's like kind of a trick. Like you, you feel like, oh, you shouldn't have been able to direct this experience uh, successfully, but you did. Uh, like allowing this kind of freedom. Her story, though, is like, I don't know, it's like Memento or something. That's hard to say with bad sciences. <laughs> memento. Um <laughs> <laughs> where it's like oh you watch it and you're like oh you're you're clever and then you think about it and you're like well that was stupid <laughs> like that story was just stupid you just told it funny <laughs> like Mm-mm, it's a shit story told told funny told yeah anyway that's uh what's that famous quote a shit story told funny um, famous quote Orson Welles that's right <laughs> um and then he did that what's that the telling lies the webcam one and it's like, all right, dude. Oh, I, I, I miss that fucker. I don't know what that is. Oh, it stinks. Stinker. Uh. Absolute stinker. Because he just redid the same thing. He was just like, mm. what if this time you're searching, uh, but it's webcams, webcam footage. Can, uh, I just, can I just interrupt briefly for a second there? Yeah. Which is, one thing I noticed this year, or what, not noticed this year, but, but was brought down to me uh, via the Game Awards, right? Um, you've got like, Years and years ago, it was like, oh, you know, thank God for independent developers. They're making all these like original games. They're oh. taking on the industry by, and no, then you got like, yeah, free... those days are gone. It's like uh, as soon as anything is successful, it's a sequel or like spiritual successor or just bang the same drum. Um, it's like Death Stranding two. Hideo Kojima's got like all of the creative yeah. power to do whatever the fuck he wants, right? And money, and and it's Death Stranding, the second. Yeah, yeah so that's it's bleak. That's a bummer. I do like though that you're like. Indie games aren't original <laughs> anymore. Like Death Stranding Two <laughs> from Hideo Kojima. Yeah, independent. He's a real job blow. But you know what? You know what I mean, right? It's like no, that, I, that's, I so, that's someone who's got like license to do whatever he wants. Well, he's and... he's in the you would think in the kind of like Beatles position of like now's the time to take your swings. You know? Yeah, he he just wants to hang out with actors. Like cool Hollywood yeah, people, like just, yeah, I guess. It's the problem with Kojima is he, everything good he does is balanced by something, just shit. Yeah, just incredibly dumb. 
Um, what were we dumb immortality? Uh, so then he used like uh, Sam Barlow, creator of the game, co-creator, I should say. What's the studio called? It was something else, and then now it's Mermaid, half, half Mermaid, yeah. uh, which is a quarter of a fish and a quarter of a human, if you think about it. Half Mermaid. Um, immortality is. I think the apex of him presenting a story that is just totally rote, like so disappointing and so just completely uninteresting and presenting it and saying, by playing with format, kind of saying this, this will make you think it's cleverer than it is. And I think he kind of reaches like a height in this one of doing that because A, he buries it through these this conceit of like these aesthetics uh or sorry period appropriate film aesthetics and genres uh, and he does that to look at like exploitation film essentially or uh or or genres of film where these women are like these explorations of sexuality are, are going to look more nuanced and then he cuts in this thing which of course is the big twist in this or whatever that when you like reverse footage um you'll get these, like, uh, angel, vampire, like, creatures talking about, talking about things, um, anyway, god, this is hard to explain when I'm sick and talking sucks, uh, but long story short is that it's everything wrapped up in this, like, very convoluted kind of, uh, seemingly, like, intelligent package that has all the signifiers of intelligence and it points back to a story that's essentially like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's like kind of the end result of what he's talking about. Like his, I shouldn't say his, I should say it's like the studio, the, the understanding of like sexual politics and gender is so archaic and disappointing and just kind of like binary and, uh, just really like simplistic in a way that's like nearly like bronze age in in the way of thinking about it and you know i think when he wants to position this understanding of gender and sex and violence and everything in this kind of cosmic way with having these like archetypal male and female characters who are kind of eternally butting heads and but they need to be together but they don't and blah 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 and then looking at this like history of film and like looking at art struggling with this and you know how sexuality and everything is captured by the moving image and broadcast and like popularized popularized and blah 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 and then you get down to it and he's like it's just this super basic like better like this women are like this and to me it's just like this this kind of writing would not if this was a movie, it would be... Well, no. That's not true, because lots of shit movies get lots of acclaim. But it's just so brain-dead, but just embellished, right? To like try to make itself seem bigger and smarter and more important. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it's... It's him kind of reaching... Or the studio kind of reaching like the apex of this kind of design of of hiding like very sort of at times like super regressive views of especially of women uh and and kind of hiding it behind these like formal techniques and he's done it too many times now or the studio's done it too many times now 
and it's just you can see through it a lot faster and it's just kind of like baffling that this trick continues to get pulled over and over and over and and you know anyway hopefully that makes sense it does, I mean you had me at the Memento comparison because I remember <laughs> on the on the DVD for Memento I studied Memento I studied Memento when I, when I, I did film studies as like a, when I was about 16 when I first started doing film and I thought it was incredible you know it's like a, it's, it's backwards Oh, they're doing it backwards. You don't understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and then I got the I got the DVD, and there was a special. It's like the dumbest idea for a special feature oh, ever. Watch on it a DVD. You watch it in in the right order, and when you watch that film in the right order, it's really <laughs> boring. It's like a it's a really boring. It's like an episode of like Midsummer Murders or Poirot or something. It's really bland. Um. So you know what you're saying here, which is like a you know it's a, a fundamentally straightforward, you know, banal tale that that only attracts plaudits and attention and whatever it may be superlatives because of the fact that it's told in a slightly, you know, obfuscated and novel way. Um, I think that I think that that's true of a lot of things. I always go back to that. Do you remember that that first trailer for the game Dead Island, where it's like, yeah. oh, it's in it's in reverse. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah, for doing it backwards, <laughs> and, and everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, fucking wow, that's really, that's really, that's really great." And you played Dead Island, and it's the worst fucking game ever made. But because the trailer was not, it's in reverse. I don't know if you've you noticed, but the trailer goes backwards. Uh, yeah, fucking ridiculous. Um, I, I yeah. think there is something to say too. Of like, you you can say, well, if you watched Memento the first time and you were like intrigued, like. Sure, because like you can't just fully separate style or. No, <laughs> like, oh, you got reads 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 read, like uh, mementos. Mementos actually good. It's uh, I didn't I didn't mean. To... <laughs> I'm just. Hey, I'm I'm all, I'm all for experimenting with the form, Reed. Um, <laughs> but beneath the, beneath the style, there there yes. must also lie some substance. Yes, no, IMO. That's that's what I was gonna say, and I think especially when you repeat. You know, if if uh, old Chrissy Nolan was making Oppenheimer backwards, mm. uh, and and all roads lead back to Batman, huh? If oh boy, if he was making oh, ba- backward Batman movies, Batman <laughs> returns night Batman? dark to the Batman. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, um, you know, it's it's just if you're doing the same thing or or variations on the same thing over and over again, it's like. You know, it's you're going to start questioning. Well, what's beneath this? What what are we getting from this? And I'm I'm sorry if 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 Nolan came back to direct a new Batman movie and it was shot in reverse to to begin at like a a fight with the Joker and then end at his parents dying, people it would win an Academy Award. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight reverses. That's. <laughs> Dark Knight reverses. Ah, um, Bruce Wayne. I see you're going backwards. <laughs> I see you're moving in reverse now, Batman. He's got the Joker. He's got a smiling face tattooed on his arm. But I, um, I haven't played Immortality, but I do. I mean, I, I'll also stick a foot out for Memento in that I think that it is. I think Nolan's very good at in a visual way, not necessarily from like a story perspective of like creating interesting things by reordering um, how how images are. You know how you, how you the context in which you interpret uh, things, but. 
I I haven't played Mortality, but just Immortality, but reading several of the reviews back when it came out and just seeing some of the the lines and some of the script, like it just wasn't, I didn't, I think just from a very, like I, maybe if it was the writing was different or something, some of, maybe some of those ideas would have worked, but it just seemed like a very poorly written game. I think so. I just think that the, the style thing in these games to me feels like a, Oh, we lost Yusuf. He better come back because I'm pretty sure he's played Immortality. So okay, well, you just keep talking and then we'll see if he returns. He better. Maybe he got... Maybe he went backwards too far. Yeah. And, and then turned into a baby and then disappeared. Like Benjamin Button. <laughs> he Benjamin Buttoned right out of the call. Um, yeah, but you do the stylistic thing and uh, I, I think... When, when you think about it and you're like, well, what's the point of doing this? Like, I'm thinking about what you said too, Ethan, of, you know, you look at like Nolan and you can see that there are attempts, whether they come off or not. Uh, what was that? What was that recent one? Tenant? Tenant. Yeah. Which to me didn't work, but I didn't hate it. It was just like messy. There's also, yeah, it's not, he, there's not, there's not like a narrative payoff. It's not like, oh, you know, don't you see blah 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 it's like no it just it just it's an action movie that like it's interesting to see the action scrambled in different ways and so like whereas like right the immortality is very much not a game where it's like oh you know do you, we've we've scrambled these mechanics or like usually you do this in a game and now you're being it's like very much just just kind of taking the jigsaw and throwing it out the door and being like go find the pieces yeah yeah and yeah exactly like i i think aside from the first time you scrub backward and you realize that there are these hidden videos within the videos um as soon as that happens you've seen the whole trick i think like there's and then you also look back at her story and telling lies and it's just it's a suspense trick that's all it is and uh i i don't think it's doing anything necessarily i think with immortality you could defend it by saying well the idea that you're something is like lurking beneath seemingly like innocuous footage is something but then he's also peppering in behind the scenes stuff too and it's like come on man like you're doing these layers where like it to me it just seems like this is just sort of artifice over substance in terms of like if you're trying to say something about the uh Oh, Yusuf's computer crashed. If you're trying to say something about kind of like the hidden layers behind things, like, I don't know, you could look at something this year like Pentiment, which is also a story about like layers, uh, in that case, history. And that's a traditionally told story in a lot of ways. And it's a lot smarter. And it's also not kind of like flashy about trying to kind of make you think i i don't know maybe i'm sort of like talking in circles i just essentially to me like immortality is just a really uh really big example of like all all flash no substance and the substance out there that is there i think is like i don't know it's kind of like uh if you took like von trier's antichrist and like turned it into a baby book 
there there might be a way to turn Antichrist into a baby book. It would be you'd have to do a lot of editing. But like essentially if you're just telling the story about like men and women and I don't know. It's it's just so bleh. Hmm. So immortality, a no go from you, Reed. Well, no, you've already you've already gone there, but you would not recommend others to follow. I mean if you wanna just see what it is. I don't know. No, I don't. If okay, I was listening to this podcast on. because I'm a sicko, <laughs> I'd be like, well, I'll try it for myself. This asshole doesn't know what he's talking about. That's what mm. I would say if I was listening to this. Well, that's the that's the ultimate conspiracy truth at the bottom of this podcast is that we it's a deliberate exercise in reverse psychology. We actually work in PR for all of the games yeah. that we criticize and dislike um even sitting in batman headquarters right now mm. in, uh, um in where i think it's, i think it's montreal yeah it's montreal it's i was WB. trying to I wb trying montreal to of, i was trying to think of one of the characters from the game that ethan could be dressed in the costume as um is it is it night nightwing nightwing's a character yep nightwing. and then there's Nightwing and there's Red Hood and there's Robin and there's Batgirl. And together they form the Gotham Knights. I am going to do mine now. Can I do mine? Yeah, I'm worried about where we don't have a Yusuf though. But uh, we, he'll, he'll return. He'll return. Until then, we've got an audience to, to gratify. Okay, we've got... We've got oh, here, here he is. is. I told you he'd be back. There he is. There Yusuf, are you there? That you poured gasoline on your computer. Do you have a quick rejoinder about immortality? Or is... That was the only thing. I was like, shit, that was the worst possible time because... What are you going to... Have you, have you managed to keep... All of the recording up until the point that you crashed. Okay, okay. So people listening to this current recording probably can't hear Yusef's input right now because he's not recording yet. So what's just happened is Yusef's just managed to get back onto the call after his computer crashed. He's just setting up his uh, his mic again. I might try and cut around this yeah. during the edit. Um, Thanks, Ed. Sorry about that. Are you back now? Are you now recording? Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm recording now. Reed yeah. was just talking about how uh, immortality is a load of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a response, Yusuf Cole? My response is not that... I don't contest that it's um, like the game is still would not work as a movie like because it's pretty corny. Like it's definitely the way it's executed you know he should stick to his day job in terms of making movie games versus making movies but i, I do i don't know i think the, i don't i didn't have the same read read about it being um kind of like a message about like kind of like gender prescriptive prescriptivism like it seemed more much more interested in like exploring like similar to nope in that way where it's like kind of exploring uh watching like the act of watching and the act of like 
uh, being an audience of something and, and participating in something. Obviously, in a game, you're participating more than in a movie. So I think it was playing off of that, and and and, and you know, basically the one of the main conceits is that is that the uh, uh, Marissa Marcel is is who's the main figure in this story is being um, possessed by the alien lady or the whatever immortal vampire lady but it's also like the way of the this um, these immortal beings way of accessing like I guess the spark of humanity something like gods like dressing as humans um, and then getting and then being in the arts and cinema is like the only way to do that it sounds very pretentious when I like say it out like that uh, but I thought it was, it was like doing some interesting stuff with that. It was definitely isn't my favorite game. Like I don't think it like it like it didn't like knock my socks off. But I thought, but I, I did find myself pretty engrossed in it when I was playing it, and I found my and I really enjoyed the like the dynamic that it creates, where you're just kind of scrubbing through footage and like over and over again and trying to like, get through it really quickly, and then like in the act of like trying to like absorb as much as possible is the way that you get the undercurrent story. Um, yeah. because like if they're fast forward really fast, um, or it's when you're fast forwarding or rewinding that you get the, uh, this, the second plot. So I thought it did some interesting technical things and yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was more invested in like exploring what, what this character Marcel Mar or Marissa Marcel was like doing through like, you know, or what it meant to be like this, like, meant to basically be this like f this mysterious figure but also to be in some ways i guess to be a woman in 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 the arts in terms of like actively participating in your own exploitation well i, I think there's some stuff that's happening there that is like kind of i mean yeah that, it's like that's i think you told me yeah i know it can be read as like yes as like kind of it's like almost like blaming her or like or just like accepting that like it's like she wants she loves this these roles but i think it's also like i don't know well i like, i think if it had stayed on the layer of that stuff i think if they take it at the vampire alien mm -hmm. angel whatever stuff and had been able to focus more on that what you're talking about like that idea of exploitation and like there there was a point in that game where it seems like that's going to be the the thrust of what's going on um as you like follow mm -hmm. her career and then at the end of it she's like essentially making this like horrible i think it's supposed to be almost lit, like a lynch movie but it's not um, mm. <laughs> it's those those movies themselves too i think are mostly awful at what they're trying to do mm -hmm. The nun one is like kind of fun, but then they like try to position it as like Hitchcockian, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? no? It's not what that is." <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But if they had kind of stayed on that layer, I think it would have been a much more interesting story. I think this is actually something that's like kind of like a something like Ed. I know you've talked about too. Of if if it had stayed on like a human, a more identifiably human level, and had been more comfortable, sort of staying within that you know that main question or whatever when it like starts and it's like who is marissa marcel if it had been a character study of her and sort of like her kind of uh dealing with this whole aspect of fame and being watched and like 
uh, selling versus like owning her sexuality when she's also being like commodified and all these different questions I think are like actually very interesting questions and then I mm-hmm. think it kind of dodges that by saying well actually this is part of a, a a thing with these like cosmological beings that goes back to like the beginning of humanity and she's possessed and blah 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 and here's the point you can pinpoint when she's possessed and this stuff mm-hmm. and then she's killing this guy because of this and it's just like and then it boils down to this thing of like basically these mythological male and female figures like and it's just I think that was I think it's like almost a panic response to being like I don't know how to write this character deep enough I don't or, mm-hmm. or I don't know how to deal with these subjects that I'm grappling with and I think it's like it ends up being a retreat and then it you know does things which you know it like brings up like <clears throat> biblical things and in a way that I think is like grasping for profundity through association of, of just like essentially saying like you know Jesus was dead for th- or but in this game it'll be like I was dead for three days and then I rose again and blah blah <laughs> and it's just like come on like this and you're not saying anything about you know it evokes like uh saying like well in christianity and the story of the resurrection is like when we got like the the first big story that like really caught on it's like are you fucking kidding me like that's what you're taking from human history and like the history of religion like you're boiling it down to something so simple and so like insultingly just like basic i don't know to me it was Anyway, we had to move on, though, too, because before we uh, run out of time to hear about good games as well. Sure. We, yeah. we should have just no, done a pod I, I, yeah. at some point. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, think wanna... we, I think we're going to need a, a separate episode on this. Cause, uh, I just yeah, don't want to play it again, a, though. A lot there. Okay, yeah. Well, that's, 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 <laughs> well, that's not then. Let's just leave it. No, I, I, yeah, I think, like, it's... I, I, I don't think it's, like, a, yeah, a full disagreement on... And, like, it, I, I think it is ultimately pretty corny like yeah. and yeah what it, where it's going it ends up being yeah like it's not it is not as profound as it would like to be but i also i think where we're like the way we diverge is basically like me being impressed with it taking a swing um and then i think if it sounds it sounds more like because i think sometimes a swing can go too far and for you it went too far in yeah. terms of like not being able to back up what it was selling um yeah, and I think that is like mostly true, but I also think it's not that bad. No, that's you know that's 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 totally fair too. I do think there are, you know, for me it's I, I'm not going to say people who were reading it differently or were you know concentrating more on different aspects of it, like you know I'm not going to say oh well that's wrong. It's just uh, yeah yeah yeah. It's where you land with it. Ed, what was your least favorite game of the year? Uh, the Stanley Parable because it got re-released on some other consoles. So that's, <laughs> I'm going with that one. Right, let's go with good games of one, the year. One, one sentence explanation, and then we'll move on. Of Stanley Parable, of why you dislike it so much. Only in video games could this be called clever. <laughs> There we go. Uh, I did also. I did also take note that Far Cry Primal uh, was re-released on Google Stadia. Um, 
<laughs> so I think that, that that might also be a contender. I was going to say Modern Warfare 2, but I, I kind of like Modern Warfare 2 for all of its for all of its foibles. Um, you can't, you I, can't leave games media for a few years and come back and be like, uh, the worst games in 2022 are the Stanley <laughs> Parable and Far Cry Primal. Just did. Really, it's the only thing he can do. Really. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's just, only proper just, thing. Just did it, mate. Just did it. I just stepped out of my Fallout shelter, guys. <laughs> Want to hear about some bad games? Yeah. 2020? Fucking Pong. Stanley Parable. Stanley Parable. That was a, yeah, Stanley Parable was a bad game stick, from stick this and year. Loop, uh, that's a terrible <laughs> game. Yeah, the Zoetrope. Yeah. Um, that doesn't even look real. The yes. yeah, so St- Stanley, Stanley Parable is is the one. Uh, Far Cry Primal is not a good game that came out this year. Um, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, I'd say, it was probably not oh, come on. not very good either. Um, I think and... Last of Us Part One also gets honorable honorable mention. I was thinking about it too, where it's like a game that should not have been made, but for making money. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because mm. I probably would have put was... that in my top ten if I. Headbutt yeah. for others. Okay, we've got to we've got to push forwards. We've got to push forwards. Right, I'm gonna reverse the order. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back the other way now. Um if you say it's terrible again. I'm gonna be a selfish host and I'm gonna go first <laughs> on the on the best game. Um Okay, my favourite game of this year. Now the, the this comes with an enormous asterisk. Um I, I didn't play like uh, I, I'm not as well kind of versed in 2022 games as I as I feel like I ought to be to qualify for participation on this podcast. Um, but but oh, and the other caveat is this is one of those games like Ethan was saying right at the start. <laughs> it's one of those games where it's like it's not that good, <laughs> but <laughs> but given everything else, right? Given everything else and like just the slim pickings, yeah, um, yeah. Um, it, it is quite good. Um, is uh, Signalis? I thought Signalis was a good game, uh, but it's not like it's not like groundbreaking. It's not like it's not like something that I'm never going to forget for the rest of my life. It's it's competent. It's like a good survival horror. There's some good imagery. I like some of the the sort of thematic stuff about kind of like death and and love and sexuality, but. I've seen all of this before yeah. in books done better and in films and, and other games, I guess, yeah. maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, it's a it's okay. Uh, and for that reason, it's the best game of the year. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my game of the year is, uh, is, the, is the thoroughly enjoyable and basically good Signalis. Did Ethan, Yusuf, did either or both of you play this? I I played it, yeah. Well, I'm not have, I'm not finished it yet, but I play, I've played most of it. What did you think? Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, similarly, I, I always have a hard time gauging like when I play something and I don't immediately like it, it doesn't like cause me to revolt uh or, or cause like these you know feelings of revulsion inside i'm like oh my gosh this is uh this is this is a okay game and then i'm like oh actually no that was just that's it's actually like a really good game i just need to like reset my barometer like this happened when i was re- reviewing control where i was like oh this game doesn't suck 
yeah. And then I was like, I like after afterwards I came around. I was like, oh no, it's actually pretty good. But like my my, I just there's so many games I don't like that when I finally sit down and I I pick something up and play it and I'm not only intrigued but also like oh I actually want to keep playing this. Um, mm. I'm like oh this is this is really oh it it it's got this mood the this the the direction's really interesting oh there's actually some there's there's some you know survival horror shooting mechanics here i've got some ammunition i gotta load my gun i gotta what's this puzzle i gotta make this key thing and you know take this stuff over here and i it's it's but like you said it's like if someone had released one of those ps1 horror demo things on like itch.io and it was like this i'd be like oh wow this is like really you know good job this is really cool everyone check this out but it's like yeah to be like oh okay now this is like elevated to my my game of the year type thing is i i i get that um and i also do because i don't think it i think it's really good at everything it does but there was nothing that made me like oh my gosh like this i've never seen you know resident evil would never like yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it's it, you know, it's stole a lot of stuff really well huh steals a lot like there's a few monsters in it that are from silent hill 3 um yeah and, and all kinds of bits and bobs and it like uh devices static. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. saying saying signalis is the best game of the year it's kind of damning 2022 with faint praise it's it's i liked it i i really enjoyed playing it i didn't want to stop i, I was never bored um it's well drawn you know, it's like animated, and and there's some. It looks really nice. Good bits. It looks really nice. There's some there's some creepy moments, and uh, yep, that's that's it. That's it. I'm not gonna go. Uh, yeah. Did you any play further. it? I played. Yeah, I play, I've been playing a little bit, but not a lot because I had to stop to play Callisto Protocol. Hell yeah. <laughs> You know, right? Honestly, the real it's a good game. Stealer game. Callisto Protocol is of aliens aesthetic. No, Callisto Protocol is a good game. I haven't finished it yet, but we're gonna we're well, gonna talk to about yeah we're gonna talk about this in more detail in in the future. Callisto yeah. Protocol it's is okay. good. No, it's good. Game of the year. No, it's okay. Um, but but yeah, for Signals, yeah, I, I mean, from what I have played, is just like yeah, the aesthetic is really nice. I was actually thinking about it in terms of like when you guys are talking about like this idea that it yeah that it's like kind of built off pastiche. I'm like, I wonder if that's just like a new. Th- There's something about it that feels like like f- almost like fanfic, like yeah. the way like mm-hmm. games like mm-hmm. like Umarangi Generation like feel yeah. like yeah, like they're kind of just like it's like people who like grew up playing the same games we grew up playing, and then they're just like well, I'm just gonna make that but the game that I low, played, low yeah. budget yeah yeah um and like with my own twist like yeah. my own like um personal aesthetic on it and Steph- i think it's like stephanie mayer yeah. games uh no. el james no what am i talking oh about? I was, I was yeah yeah because el 50 shades was a twilight fanfic. Yeah. that's what i was there is something the there where it's like the kind of regurgitation of um culture but it's like also obviously its own thing but yeah, there's something about it that makes me think about that. I haven't played enough of Signalis to like fully get an idea of that. Like it obviously, yeah, it's like using systems that existed before, but it also very clearly has its own like um, its own signature and its own like its own personality. Uh, that, that's how I, I felt playing uh, Summer Somerville, Somersetville, Somerville. Um, the not uh, 
not play dead game about uh has no one else played this no one else heard i i played it okay Mm -hmm. um it's basically out of this world or another world um and you know just kind of that um and but there's, not, there's not as good but it's not as good there, and there's there's parts of it that i really like but it's it's then you go you go play signalis and it's like oh there's a similar like a very specific mood and dread and different things here but it's actually like a very polished game um i feel like such a hater <laughs> signalis i played and i was like yeah no i'm kind of into i think everything i think academically the idea of being like i grew up with this stuff I'm going to kind of remix it and and turn it into something else is interesting. I don't want to like dismiss that entirely. I do think it's kind of a creative dead end to hmm. so fully take from other sources. I don't know. It just like I know everything does it to some extent. There's a part in Signalis where your robot the robot lady is like trying to get into a bunker that's like sealed with a metal hatch. Um, and she pulls on it so hard and she's kind of crouched over it. And she pulls so hard that she, uh, I think like the, the kind of muscles in her arm bulge. And then she like her arm like rips off and it's mm. that part in ghost in the shell where, yes. and it's framed identically. Mm. And which is obviously deliberate, you know, I'm, I'm guaranteeing the people who made this are not, saying no no one's gonna pick up where this came from but <coughs> th- when that happened i was like i'm done that's i, I hmm. continued playing the game but i was just like that's too much like he i don't know yeah like, i wonder it might i wonder if it's a generational thing it is so interesting that it's like so on the nose and like as homage but it's also like yeah we're like is there something about like less like like less um preciousness over like originality over like sort yeah originality or like or like the the yeah the importance of like the canon like you just kind of re like it's like this stuff is here for me to reuse as material everyone kind of has done that like as far back as we can tell right like repurposing stories and but yeah i do wonder if i think also like in this age of like kind of like you know gifs and memes yeah. like where things like become like like the meme like yeah the original image doesn't matter as much as like how, how it's contextualized yeah um and that's like i feel like we're we're kind of seeing a big wave over the past few years of like games that have that um background or that that like that ideology where it's like kind of meme games where it's more about the context applied than it is about the the actual like originality of the art or the um or the the source material. We've got to push on. We've got to push on because we're we're going to hit uh, when, seven when, p.m. when Ethan turns into a pumpkin. When Ethan has to go. When Ethan turns right. into a pumpkin. So we've got to we've got to keep, move. keep us in keep us in shape, host. That got yeah. To, got to, I wish got we could talk about that more though because that is like an interesting. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll I, play more and then hey, listen, put, though, a, put a pin podcast. in it. We're get, we're going to do loads more episodes of this show. So just put a pin in that motherfucker. <laughs> What I, what I was uh, going to say is, luckily, video games, I think, will have further opportunities to talk about homage versus lack of creativity <laughs> going forward. I'll be, no, I'll 20, be very surprised if no that sequels. comes up again. 
Um, right, just because Ethan is uh, on the clock, Ethan, I'm gonna I'm breaking the order. There's oh, a God. deterioration in conformity now. Uh, the 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 uh, society is is falling apart. Ethan, best game of the year. Um, justify yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- th- thankfully now I don't. Ha- I don't feel like I have to. Because um, uh, I had. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> what? Are you gonna say what I think you're gonna say? What am I gonna say? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say. I, so I had like a short list of like four games, and Signalis was one of them. So I don't have to. But I also was like, eh, this isn't good enough to be my game. So, but now. <laughs> Okay. Oh, it's good enough for Ed, Ed Smith. <laughs> Slide it along the floor. There you go, Ed. You can fucking have that as your best game of the year. Put it back in the toilet when you're done with it, mate. Uh, did, any, did anyone else pick Norco? No, I didn't like that game. I am a fucking hater. I just, well, I just, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I, I, I didn't like Norco either. I don't, so I don't, all right, fine. I don't want to step on anyone's toes then. Uh, but what about Susan Sleeper? Uh, disqualified based on conflict of interest. Yeah, but you can talk about it. That is probably the best game of the year. But mm. but but some, nobody picked it though, right? Asterix. No, no, no. Okay. I, yeah. I left it off just out of feeling <laughs> weird. My my last one. We are both very closely tied to that game. <laughs> yeah, it was a bullet, bullet points podcast bastion of uh, of yeah. journalistic wall of of ethics. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my other the final <laughs> the final we don't we don't read it we don't read it on our asses. Okay. <laughs> Bullet points in action. Um, <laughs> Gonna deep freeze your asses. Uh, Marvel Snap was the last one on the list, and I was like, I like, I could probably talk the most about Marvel Snap, but also just the, as I started to go through it, just kind of started to feel gross inside. Like, wait, yeah. what is this? What is? <laughs> what am I doing? What, what is? What, what's the meaning of of being able to compulsively play a five minute? Uh, PvP game on my phone for hours, day in and day out. Um, what is that? What is that bringing to me, to the world? What is it contributing? Spending fifteen dollars for an NFT inside uh, this Disney product, um, as opposed to the life-changing qualities of Signalis, <laughs> <laughs> the, the revolutionary game of Signalis. This is your game of the year. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, stop. laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like Signalis being my game of the year just you know just speaks to what a what a fucking year it's been. It's, it's funny though because you I like I, I I go and I open up my Twitter feed and I just see people going like oh so many good games this year I don't know how I'm ever going to pick a top ten or whatever. Who the fuck are these people? Are they, are, is your Twitter in another reality? No, it's this is this Probably. is the main this is this is the zeitgeist. Yeah. I'm I'm tapped in. I'm dialed into the sentiments. the gamer brain. Yeah. You're not you know you're not. This is hater Twitter right here. I Signalis is is like the best game I've played in like a few years. Right? <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing. So well, so Ethan of your of, yeah, of your one. of your Fab yeah. Four. Uh, I guess I'll go. S- uh, what? I thought you were going to say Elden Ring is why I pulled you up because I thought you were going to be I thought you were going to be a ring. Fuck that! No, I don't. I, Elden Ring's great. Yeah, you know, I'll fucking get on my knees and you know give it its tribute. Uh, but there's fucking enough. I've heard enough about <laughs> fucking Elden pardon. Ring this this fucking year. Yeah, <laughs> I just like just like like I'll I'll do like the like bow before the king or whatever. Uh, but no, yeah, I sure. I thought Citizen Sleeper was another game where I was like, oh, I don't hate this. Is this really good? Like it's a fucking butterfly meme. Um, 
this game wasn't bad. Game of the year? Question mark. Um, it was. I was like, I, I just was surprised how well written, which to me is like conveyed everything it needed to economically without making me cringe and occasionally surprising me and uh you know the, the characters feel realistically drawn they don't over you know some in a lot of a lot of games writers fall in love with their worlds or their characters and they that leads them to want to overshare and like just talk your ear off and you're like this is now just like it's it's a diminishment to the the character itself um so but just the general idea of you know using dice rolls to navigate what is effectively a visual novel and with you know light resource resource management elements to like create this oppressive atmosphere and this sense of dread without actually like fucking you over for how you kind of deal with those things like it's they're more a way of 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 helping you creating stakes for how you explore and who you talk to and what you experience rather than like creating, you know, success fail rates states. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I mean, I got, I, the first time I played, I, th- I played through twice. The first time I played, I got like the shittiest ending, um, but it still felt like, <laughs> extre- like extremely rewarding and like, Oh yeah, that this was, this was a life that, that had meeting on this fucking space station. Um, no, yeah, it just, it's just very, very good at that and i don't like usually that type of game um there was yeah. i'm trying to think of another visual novel that type game um but usually i'll turn like uh i was a teenage ex-colonist ex-colonialist i always fuck up the, t- the end of that title but like there's a lot of games that i can appreciate what they're going for but then i'm just sitting there like fuck i'm just gonna go open a book like i don't this is not I'm not enjoying yeah. reading this, um, and I'm not playing a game. So, like, what am I? What am I doing here? Uh, but no, every so everything about Citizen Sleeper, from like choosing whether or not I'm going to use my three die to fucking try and convert some trash into money to buy food because I got to go get some guy some batteries. Um, it like just it it took all the grunt and menial stuff that a lot of games will try to be like. Oh, like, isn't this repetitive? And then you just fucking doing repetitive shit over and over. You're like, no, this sucks. Like, I want to go shoot something or like do something fun or interesting. Um, and actually help. It actually made it narratively interesting and impactful, and without like overstaying its welcome because it's all actually very quick and the kind of Civ Forex um, style of being able to like play through a turn very quickly and then want to play through the next turn and then keep going. It just very well. I think it's it's a narratively rich and beautiful game but also just on a mechanical level is just very tight and and well calibrated um which i think is probably easy to overlook but is actually i think what gives it a lot more heft than some other games that it it might look like yeah copy editing is pretty good too <laughs> oh is that why it's, i didn't know if you were just like because i'm fr- you're no, friends no, with no, garrett no. or you actually no. were involved in copy no, editing yusuf yusuf too you copy edit the expansion I copied the entire game. Well, wait, you did? <laughs> well, oh, before, but not and oh. not before. It was like it was, I did like a I did a pass after, but yeah, I, I helped him out or helped him out um, copy editing. And yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that. Where I was, I was like, yes, in terms of like reading a book um, versus playing, it works like for both. 
Like, I, I feel like the writing is so good that it would be fine as a book. And I would think it would be a really good book. But also... Especially, like, a graphic novel. Like, like I would read the shit out of that. Yeah. 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 Like, but but the... um, But, yeah, you're right. The gameplay itself is just, like, such a good... It's just a good, good way of, like, parsing out the writing. Um, and, and also, yeah, really, like, making you feel invest like immersed in the world uh with like really like because yeah at first i thought that the dice stuff would feel kind of annoying like because i don't really like it's like it's almost like it's weird how like the system is being so like obviously in your face something you think it would, it would draw you out of it but it actually like in in book but by abstracting it it actually like makes it more um like it makes like i don't know like it, it that, i don't know I why know it, it, the, 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 i don't know why the um artifice doesn't get in the way but it like it actually like I, i'm able like i did not feel like i was like just like pressing buttons to roll dice to do moves like I, it's it's kind of like it's basically like like you know when a tabletop like D D thing like really works right. like when you're just like so invested you know you're rolling dice but because like you're like feel like you're making decisions that matter and like you're participating in the story in a way that's like it feels really rich it doesn't matter that you're like rolling dice. and i will say i think one of the big i think it's undervalued how um like i enjoy the tactile feeling of turning a page i think rolling dice is a very enjoyable experience like especially you put dice in like a Yahtzee thing or whatever. It's like a little, little can and you just like shake them around and then let them go. And it's, I don't know. It's just like very small. I have kids and I play very rudimentary games with my kids or like just things where like you, you push a car across the floor or like bounce a ball and just like these very small incremental game of the year <laughs> tactile events that are like, <laughs> Oh, this is just, this is satisfying. This is why people have played catch for fucking however long they paid catch played catch for um and i do think that the dice rolls do a very good job of simulating that sense of turning a page and of like furthering mm-hmm. the story in a way that like when you just have a wall of text or when someone is just doing a voiceover that never stops um it has a completely yeah, different even, tenor. even with like games like disco elysium which like obviously are up there in terms of like visual novel narratives like it it, it is it is like almost overwhelming when you when you first start the game because you could go anywhere and talk to like a, a bunch of people and then like get all these walls of text um and then like the way sort of sleeper like breaks it out into day cycles and like limited like limited amount of moves actually is pretty brilliant in, in terms of like being able to like make it digestible right. so you don't get those like does that sense of being like, oh, I'm gonna have to read a bunch of stuff like immediately, even though you're nothing. All you're doing is reading, but because it's like parsed through the um, the possibility space that is like very like limited, right. or uh, just like yeah, just using up a certain amount of turns. Like it, it makes the it makes the actual act of reading feel more valuable because like because of it's it's being framed as something that is like you, rare you never feel like or that yeah, is like yeah hard you to never get. feel like you're spinning your wheels except when the game wants you to feel that way but it never there's never that sense of like wait what what's the npc i need to talk to and then you end up talking to like this one guy three times and you're like nope not him uh where do i go now um it it, it mm-hmm. obviates all of that without with while still giving a sense of agency by allowing you a, a few like 
at every turn you have a few option options as to what what to make the next milestone yeah yeah i think one one of the things i i would just say really quickly (laughs) sorry i'm just i'm just i now i'm just eyeing up the uh the the briefcase the no the briefcase of money that's oh yeah that's good huh (laughs) this is how jeff Keeley must feel yeah yeah you got that, that jump over the age bribe. <laughs> Enormous. Super, the Superculture Gaming Awards is going to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come catch us next year. Best podcast of the year, Bad End. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> best zine of the year, obviously, I think goes to Funland. Yeah, yeah. Heterotopia uh, is close second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, though, I, I do think that one of the things is that Gareth clearly understands the idea of this is not a book it's a it's a game um which doesn't preclude having a lot of reading but also that the reading you're doing has been thought about in terms of the presentation of it being in a game uh you know there's always been that thing of like well if you like reading books and you like video games then you'll love this video game that's just a book and it's like, well, yeah, I guess maybe if it's just a book and it's on, like, a phone, then it's, like, a worse way to read a book. But, like, when you're, you know, it's like Planescape Torment or something. It's like, that's not what reading a book is like. It's not this thing of, like, well, I can keep reading the book if I go to the right place on this screen and click the right things. And a book also is not just going to, like, assault your eyes with, like, five densely packed paragraphs of white text on a black background while, like, sounds of moaning magicians and <laughs> flame crackles in the background, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and I think kind of what we're seeing with some stuff, like, um, like, sort of traditional visual novels, I think, are in a different category almost because I think they understand being well it's like essentially a book that you're going to encounter through a different device but i think what we're seeing with some of the stuff like disco elysium or citizen sleeper like disco elysium is still closer to that old thing but you know they do that sort of twitter drop down which seems so minor but makes a lot of the the volume of reading feel a lot more like paced in a video game way even though it still is kind of you know, it, it is going to stop you yeah. often when you're, when you're trying to get places. I disagree. I, I think that's still a major shortcoming of that game. Yeah. Well, I I, I think it, it does it better than the kind of old style. I don't think they solved it really with that, but I think it, it goes like a, a pretty long way. Uh, yeah. I will say I think the inverse of what you're saying um, about... Uh, a uh, recognizing that it's still a game is when you get something that is very much a game and not recognizing that it actually is a movie and you get God of War Ragnarok. You just wanted to shoot out <laughs> Ragnarok. Just, just my, my, just your real best fix, game of the year. Getting the SEO, covering all the SEO bases in there. Yeah, gotta hit, got him all. Do I, yeah, to, re- do I need to say something now for like editorial balance? Do I need to say that I didn't like because I've not played it. I don't know. I've, I've not yeah, played just, it at all. Yeah, yeah, just just say you don't like it. Oh, that that citizen sleeper. Citizen put me to sleeper. Yeah, more like <laughs> shitizen sleeper. 
Let's just cut this part uh, out and send it to Gareth to use in a publicity <laughs> promo role. Yeah. I've not played it, but it's the worst game ever. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a good game. You heard it here first. It's a good game. Um, Come on, then. If, let's uh, let's, you, let's have some more good games. If you like Citizen Sleeper, you'll love Idea of Evil, a Super Culture Network podcast about <laughs> Berserk, hosted by myself and Gareth Damian Martin. <laughs> that recently yeah. completed. It's the game we just talked about being awesome. I just gotta do a plug. Okay, who, who's we got? Who's we got fifteen. We got fifteen minutes. We're gonna have to burn oh, through these babies. Uh, Yusef, best game of twenty twenty two. Go. Pick something obviously. Uh, I mean, I was. My mine is definitely Elden Ring. I feel bad talking about it because of Ethan, because he made me feel bad about liking it because it's popular. Uh, so I'll just be quick about it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's actually similar to Marvel Snap in, in I think my mind where even though I haven't played Marvel Snap, but it's like that game. I mean, all right, I'm not gonna say this is exactly the same because I do think it has value beyond being like a distraction. Like, but for me, it's worked really, really well as a distract that kind of game you want to play to just like play a game that you just that you just really enjoy like spending time with and distracts really efficiently. Uh, I'm now on my second playthrough. Uh, it's I'm still into it. Yeah, I just think it's just like I don't know. Like I I like the way Dark Souls games play. They have weight that very few other games do. They know how to you, you know you have just you're they move the characters around in a way that is very satisfying. And then Elden Ring takes that and then gives you this uh, an open world that doesn't feel like superfluous like. First, you can cross it very quickly, you can, and then it just has like really nice, discrete dungeons that are really well designed. And it's Dark Souls. I mean, I like playing Dark Souls, and this is just a shitload of Dark Souls. It's like one of those things shit. too that you feel like if you, which sounds really like 2010 open world advertisement, but it is like one of those games where it's like oh, you see a little clearing in a forest in the distance and it's like well if you go there there's going to be actually like some interesting thing there's going to be some characters a giant crab that's going to fuck you up yeah (laughs) crabs there's those lobsters too those lobsters oh those no jokes lobsters no joke can i tell you something and i felt bad too when ethan said the thing about elden ring no specifically what i meant not i did not mean that it was bad or that because it's popular i just mean that like no, whatever i think it feels like such a foregone conclusion that no i know i know it was head and shoulders above everything else that came out this year it's kind of yeah uh when i made my list of it's like it's like being a fan of the yankees uh when i made my list this year great that's an american baseball team yeah Obviously, are you do you not aware of the extent of American hegemony <laughs> that we don't all know the Yankees? There's even Canadian baseball teams, the Toronto Blue Jays. Is that what they are? <laughs> Is it hard to pronounce for an American? <laughs> Blau Joys. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a beautiful bird. Um, when I made my list, Elton Ring was my number one, and it also it felt disappointing in a sense, to be like, which is not a knock on Elden Ring. I completely understand what you mean, Ethan, that it's, it's, I think, a a really, like, staggering game 
it's also these the studio that has made these kind of games. It's just they made another really good one, right? And on on a scale that is sort of hard to comprehend. And I, I mean, do do either of you feel like it pushes? the from software thing forward from like dark no, souls 2 and bloodborne really. or is it push like the open world stuff forward because it really just feels like it, it they plopped it down in open world and made it work and it's like oh that's really cool um in the same way that sekiro was like what if we stripped away some of this stuff and made it more of a, a, a through line action game um but it's a, it's like i mean yeah yeah i mean I, th- I think that's true like sekiro and bloodborne are probably more revolutionary as like in terms of like influential games, I, mean, I think like I thought we were talking about it a while or a few days ago in the Superculture Discord, where essentially like like it, Elden Ring just executes the promise of the open world in a way that was has always been the implicit you know conceit right. of it. That's like you know go somewhere do something. It just does it extremely well. It's one of the very, very, very few games that can do that. I mean, we just uh, released the article on Blue Point, Bullet Points today by John. Uh, wait, I just wanted to say the wrong last name. Bales. Bales. Um, that was talking about how, like, boring and rote Ragnarok is, uh, because it is a game that follows like one direction of open world, which is sign, you know, over overdoing of signposting, like, just like. And you know, similarly, like the Horizon games are similarly boring uh, because whoa, of that, whoa, like whoa. <laughs> philosophy. But then, like, yeah, Elden Ring comes out, and you're just like, oh, this is open world that I'm not bored by, and that is like that in itself is just like usually, I mean, there's like I could count on half a hand games that are that is true of. So yeah, I don't think it's like re- it's definitely not reinventing anything or, or revolutionizing anything. Like I, I also don't think that any other game developer can make this game. Like it really, it's a game that only works because because the formula is uh, of the interactions are so um, like kind of there's been so much ground covered, or it's just like it's so like it's so well established. And on top of that. I still don't really understand how it was made because it's like they never made an open world game before. Like, uh, I mean, not in, not to this extent. So like, they I think they it was it just really I was really impressed with what what was was what was produced. But yeah, do you, it's not like it's not gonna like change anything. Do any of you remember the band Black Rebel Motorcycle Club? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, Ed, what did you say? No. Uh, no i said yeah i said yes okay so i think elden ring is black rebel motorcycle club and i'll black rebel motorcycle club is a band that essentially made the same album like seven times or something and each time they made it i would listen to it a lot and be like this is good but they kind (laughs) of just kept doing the same thing uh changed drummers somehow and continued as a three-piece band and still kind of kept doing the same thing but there was always like this heart in it and it always felt like they were trying to pull more out of the same formula like they had more like to them there was still something to explore in in the constraints of something that felt like it was the same thing kind of every time and Elden Ring I think like has that sense of like 
there's heart to this game that you wouldn't expect. Like, it feels... Like, if you describe it kind of, like, on surface terms, it's like, oh, it's, like, big, big souls, you know? But mm-hmm. it has... St- like, there's there's obviously, like, so much stuff they wanted to do with this game. And especially with the size of this game, like, there's some stuff that's kind of disappointing that they probably could have cut where you see some of these, like... Uh, bosses that end up getting reused like in different forms Uh, there isn't a ton of that stuff but it's there but like this game is still relatively like bursting at the seams for something that takes like a hundred plus hours to go through Uh, (coughs) and it's you know I think it has an interesting story like again it's kind of uh, these from like Souls style games kind of have the same story in a sense, like the same theme. Let's uh, let's like hear exploring. it. Let's hear it. Let's hear the story. Okay, first there was the the stinky uh, stink man, the pilgrim. Remember him? He's great. That guy, hmm. the stink man, <laughs> the shit, shit eater. Remember him? This is an actual guy. And did you play this? <laughs> there actually is a guy who's like. His name's like, uh, and he sounds a lot like Ed. Craggle, Cr- the shit, the shit eater. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I didn't play it. No, I played that in the ring. You, Feed me yo you shit. You would like that character. He's <laughs> got an English accent. I want to kill your oh, wow. body and shit in it. Yeah, he's shit like covered face. in like boils and stuff, and he's just like, I just love eating shit. Just a shitty guy. Just a shit. Just a shit man. Yeah, and then later yeah. you like he like is in some sewers. Ethan, I know what you're doing, you scamp, and I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> find it. But obviously it's about like you know, cycles of like power corrupting people, blah blah blah. It all sounds very boring on the surface. But like you know, the idea of like these once great places, whether influenced by gods or kings or whatever that fall into ruin and then like trying to reclaim this and restarting the same cycles of blah 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 anyway like Elden Ring is not departing from that well no and thing, I think but, it, but I think that's a very that's also probably a very important part of, of the open world storytelling versus putting a story putting a god of war story in an open world but it's really like actually don't pay attention to any of this crap because I have a very specific thing I'm trying to tell you so oh, go yeah, here yeah. go here go yeah. here as opposed to letting an environment, the scenery, like, tell a story of what was here before. Um, it, it Yeah, and it, it works for them. It doesn't feel... Again, it's like that Black Rebel thing. It's like, they're doing the same thing, but they... You know, they, they love it. <laughs> and, and they seem to love it. They seem to have, like... It doesn't feel like a dry well when they're doing this. It feels like they have... And, and so, like, they get away with it, in a sense. It's like, you can get bored of those games, but, like, they keep, they're doing what they're doing, and there's an audience for it that loves it, so. Uh, so, should, so, should I say the, the runner-up El- I had, because I, in case Yusuf said Elden Ring? Elden Ring, great graphics, great gameplay. Reads. <laughs> game, of the, game of the year, please. <laughs> so it's actually Elden Ring. G- but, G-O-T-Y. Oh, but, got the, you. but the runner-up was Pentiment. I think that's a really good game. Mm, yes. Unfortunately, we're out of time, so I can't explain why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking boring-ass game. Pentiment, then. So, Pentiment. So, the best game... Hang on. The best games of the year are... <laughs> 
best games of the year are Elden Ring, uh, Citizen Sleeper, sponsored by. <laughs> sponsored, <laughs> sponsored by. Sponsored by. Sponsored by. Sponsored by. Damien Martin. Supports um, this message. Elden Ring <laughs> and Signalis. These are the best. These are the top four of the year, the podium. And one. Did you say Elden Ring twice? And one more. Did I say Elden Ring twice? Elden Ring. So I did, yeah. Elden Ring, Citizen Sleeper, sponsored by Garrett Damien Martin. Pentiment <laughs> and Signalis are, the, are yeah. the top That's four. a pretty good lineup. That's the Mount Rushmore. Of hey, can I, can I say really quickly about my pick that Pentiment is, is good? It's, uh, it's a game you gotta stick with for a little bit. It's. Uh, okay, yeah, I heard I'm that just before. gonna raise a. I'm just going to raise a counterpoint here because Obsidian. The first ten hours are boring. It's Obsidian so did a game called The Outer World. Yes, which I played I, this year. and I was just about to say this. This is the the biggest comeback in history. Because The Outer World oh, fucking sucks my business. balls. It's so it's the most boring fucking shit ever. It, yeah, it took me. It took terrible. me playing the whole game to realize I, I didn't enjoy any of it. I got through the end. Rubbish. I was like, "Wait a second! Why did I do this?" Which one? Outer Worlds or Pentiment? Outer World. Outer World. Sorry. So okay, uh, if Pentiments, uh, I will try Pentiment. I will try Pentiment. You're not gonna like it, Ed. You didn't like fucking Disco Elysium. You don't well, have patience. F- I've not. I've not finished Disco Elysium. You I need barely started it. Skulls and, <laughs> <laughs> and a, a gruff Englishman. The wheel of time stops for no man, Ed. You're, you're fucking right. I do. You're fucking. If I wanted to, if I wanted to if write I about to read a book, yeah. If I wanted to write about to the library, if I wanted to write about clever shit, I wanted. I wanted to go into games, would I? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, I, I was, I was, I had jury duty, and I was, I was scrounging around for a book to take uh, to sit with, and grabbed. Um, I've never read any George Saunders before, and grabbed uh, Pastoralia. And just was uh-huh. sitting there reading it, and I was like, "This is this is fucking pretty good." And me, there's so much of that, so much. I don't know if it's all his writing style because I haven't read his other stuff, but so much of at least that book feels like the kind of clever, grim comedic banter that so many um, devs oh. strive for in the kind of like computer terminal lore, like in Outer Worlds. Um, but yeah. you read the yeah. Outer World stuff and you're like, this is fucking hollow as shit. Like, this is just like, oh, this is, I, I it, it just like feels like so hackneyed and like a, a, a copy of a copy of a copy. But, um, but yeah, but I was reading that. I was like, fuck man, this should, people should just start just like paste this shit into the games, man. They'd fucking rock. But I think they've, they've tried. It's, I think like you can see the line from maybe like Vonnegut mixed with Chandler or something and you get Saunders. Which is reductive, but you see like that Vonnegut influence really heavily. I think in yeah, in no, yeah, Saunders. For sure. At least um, I haven't read him widely enough, but, uh, but you also see the Vonnegut influence in a lot of shitty writers too. Vonnegut is universally beloved, <laughs> and so he inspires stuff that stings too, like that tone. Like I think the Outer Worlds tone is like, what if I... Vonnegut hit his head really hard? First of all, I feel like I need to get some sort of siren for whenever we start talking about books. It's like, eh, no, back to games. They are more interesting. <laughs> uh, and also, my... my. Uh... Do you guys read the new... I'm almost done with the second of the Cormac McCarthy books. 
the that came out this year. Those are good. They're better. I, than you did two books. Damn. Yeah, well, okay. the book in two buddy. parts. I read Heat two. It was how was that? It's not very good. But yeah, I was going to say, my, my alarm bell started going off with the Outer Worlds, when it's like the first character you meet is called, like, isn't it like Jules Wells or something? It's like Jules oh Verne boy. Wells. It's like up there with Isaac Clark. Yeah, it's in that mm. it's in that category. And I was like, oh, oh okay. We're, we're pitching low here. We're pitching low. And then nothing nothing happened. We We are at time. The, the year is over in gaming. That's we didn't it. even... I, I got shafted with this pentiment. You talked about immortality for fucking six days. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't right? my fault. I had to vamp because Yusuf threw his computer... Fucking, fucking Christopher Judge of uh, talking about shit on immortality. Yeah. You, you filibustered the podcast <laughs> with immortality. So that's it, man. You, 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 you lost your pentiment time. You get one more sentence. You have one more sentence on pentiment. Good. What's your What's your closing pentiment sentiment? Good ink quill history semicolon history. Fuck! I have a cold. This is too demanding. Uh, oh, pentiment- see, this is it. I've given you the fucking platform, and you've blown it. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I had Just my like video games choked. in twenty twenty two. Yeah, Come they on. had their moment and they choked. Pentiment's really good. Uh, Great. Fucking incisive criticism there. <laughs> Ethan just left the call. I think he actually... Oh, oh, that's it. Ethan's had enough. Ethan's actually gone. He didn't even say goodbye. There's no warning. Like, he said he had a hard stop at 7. I didn't realize... He like, wasn't kidding. I didn't realize he died at 7 o'clock. Um, shit. He has vanished out of, out of existence. Yeah, okay, so um, that's, that's... I guess we should do the same. That, I, was, a, that was a really hard stop. It's I thought... I thought... Go. I thought there would be a one or two minute grace period. I guess not. Yeah, no, it's it's two minutes past seven, and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this is okay. maybe the most ramshackle end of year podcast that we've done. I, I think it's gone very, very well. I think it's it's really it's a real capstone on what has been on what has been a vintage year in video mm. gaming. Yeah. Um, Far Cry Primal, <laughs> the, Stan- Stanley the Stanley Parable. <laughs> That's right. Some great games. Some, some great, some great modern games. <laughs> um, all right, you're wrapping this up then. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's fuck it off. Okay, so uh, this has been the Bullet Points Podcast. You can f- read our current issue on oh, God of War sorry. Ragnarok over at bulletpointsmonthly.com. <laughs> it's like you fucking choking and sneezing in the background. <laughs> Such a graceful sign-off. You can read our current... <laughs> <laughs> You can read our current issue on God of War Ragnarok over at bulletpointsmonthly.com. If you are not subscribed to our Patreon, please go to bulletpoints. Is it bulletpointsmonthly slash Patreon or is it bulletpoints slash Patreon? Jesus Christ. It's patreon.com slash bulletpoints. Patreon.com slash bulletpoints where you can donate some uh, some money. Give me some medicine. Uh, to, yeah, to keep Reed alive. To get Reed a fucking transfusion in time for the new year. Um, we will be covering the Callisto Protocol. In Callisto the, Protocol in the next month. It's a good game so far. <laughs> in, in the ni- in the yeah. ninety minutes or so that I've played of it, um, everyone should play it so that w- they'll know what we're talking about when you write about it. I I think it's okay. 
I think the Callisto Protocol yeah. is going to be alright. It's got some good right. monster crunching. Yeah, there's some, yeah, there's some things in there that I am in favour of. So, Callisto Protocol is coming up. God of War Ragnarok is out this month. And we will be... Are we going to do a podcast on, on Ragnarok? I'm not. I've not played it. but it's No, just, because it, you you haven't played it. You or Yusuf. Oh, I thought you were going to... Not going to. You're not going to get the guests. You're not going to get the guests on board. Uh, the secret no. is it's hard to coordinate with a bunch of guests. Fine, 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 fine. That's so, the secret. Articles coming on God of War Ragnarok, but no podcast. That's this right. has been a year in Bullet Points Monthly. This has been our seventh year now running? Seven years? Uh, and the site has uh, did gone we just have the anniversary? The five year anniversary? <laughs> this is the sixth year of the or sixth of year. Bullet Points okay. Monthly. Right. The podcast existed a before year or that. two before that. What started okay. as a small, independent, modestly viewed gaming website has become... I don't like where this is going. <laughs> has become a small, independent, modestly viewed website that's seven years old. That's right. Hey, yeah. that's not, well, not a lot of places can say that. No, exactly. Listen, we're, if we're I had a seven-year-old who had showed this little development... <laughs> <laughs> But at least he didn't die, so... Yeah, exactly. Still exactly. alive. Shrug? Made, made it through childhood. <laughs> Something as weak and anemic and obvi- obviously unfit for the world is this website. Sometimes just not dying for seven years. Is I still can't believe that Ethan just... <laughs> just bailed. Just exited like that. Like he's been fucking unplugged from the Matrix. <laughs> Maybe that's what he meant. Yeah, he's yeah. just despawned. There you are. There's a video game joke for you. Right, Yusef, have you enjoyed yourself? I have. Thank you, Ed. Fun. Wonderful, wonderful hosting. Thank you, thank you. Reed, do you have a, a nice time? Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Good. <laughs> get Good. well. Get Good well soon. Hear. Get Thanks. well soon, Reed. Thank you for listening. Take care. We will be seeing you in 2023, which we're hoping will be just as good a year in gaming as <laughs> no. the past four financial quarters. Take care, and and goodbye. <laughs>